Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the CSRM podcast. My name is Scott Stedman. I am the Director of Digital Resources here at CSRM. And joining me today is Matthew Gay. So, Matthew, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks, Scott. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, Matthew, why don't you go ahead and just give us a quick introduction about who you are, uh, kind of give us a little bit of your testimony and kind of your calling to doing like recreational ministry and just what you what you're doing. Um, so I want to hear all about it. Yeah. So I am a certified personal trainer, weight loss specialist and behavior change coach. I run a company called Fit Coach USA and lead a nonprofit organization called Fit Church USA. The Fit stands for Faith Inspired Training. Um, so years ago, 2009, I was in a car accident with an 18 wheeler, broke my pelvis, fractured four vertebrae in my spinal cord, almost took away my ability to walk and have kids. Um, today I'm able to walk and have kids, but that was a turning point for me when it came to me coming to faith. Like truly I had gone to church my whole life, but that really, that shook some things up for me. Um, went through physical therapy. I think some of my passion kind of came from seeing how people could be healed through exercise and movement. Um, and, uh, in 2013, I actually became a coach. It's funny because that was like shortly after I started. So 2009 car accident happened. 2010 is when I really started to like put two and two together and started getting serious about my faith in the Lord. Um, and I was in pretty, I was pretty heavily into to ministry and leading Bible studies and young adult, you know, ministry and whatnot. And then I started coaching people. And it was interesting because I, I was at the time I struggled with leaving ministry to go train people. And for about three years, I was like, Lord, give me an opportunity to serve you and, and like make a living doing it. Cause I got to feed my family, but I'm, I, I'm, I feel, you know, con- convicted. I felt conflicted more as a better word uh, when I'm leaving ministry things to go train people. And I, tr- I prayed that for about three years only because I was separating my walk with Christ and fitness, I didn't see how they went together. Uh, and so I felt like it was pulling me away from ministry. After about three years, I, I came to that that realization that fitness actually was the ministry that, that the Lord had called me to. Uh, and so ever since then, I have pressed into faith-inspired training, love Jesus, live healthy has been the motto. Um, guiding My goal is really to guide as many people towards Christ and better health simultaneously as possible before I leave this planet. Um, and so that's what I'm working on daily. Awesome. So you bring up a good point about the disconnect between doing fitness and then also doing ministry. Because I think a lot of times in our minds, or at least especially as a camp counselor with children, they feel this call to ministry, but they don't necessarily feel the call to be a pastor. And there's always a struggle with that. And like I always tell kids, well, what are you passionate about? And when they tell me, I'm like, well, you can still do ministry and be an accountant. You could still yeah. be ministry. And so I feel like there's always that disconnect. And and like you said, you know, you felt like you're getting that pull away from ministry. Yeah. And, 
you know, just even having that time of prayer to really yeah. God to kind of show you, hey, you can do what you love in fitness and also serve me at the same time. You can actually marry the two and it and it actually works. Uh, yeah. So that's great. So so kind of tell me a little bit about um, the creation of kind of this mindset, like what was kind of some of the steps you put into place and what has been some of the changes, uh, iteration changes you've had from your initial start of this ministry to where it's at right now? Yeah. So when I first started, I, I was encouraged by Moses, uh, the story of Moses. And I was, it was mainly specifically uh, his staff learning about um, what they used to do with their staves uh, back then. Shepherds would often mark up their staves um, to symbolize certain milestones in their life, big things that had happened, things that God had done. And so I have in my mind, I had in my mind this image of a staff with all these different markings and symbols and things like that. So when Moses threw down his staff, uh, when God turned it into a, a serpent that consumed the other two, I saw him taking his um, occupation, right? What he had been doing for a long time, being a shepherd, right? And throwing that down and God turning that into something that was now a vocation. It was more, it was something that God was going to use specifically for his glory. And that spoke to me, Matt, what can you do? What are you doing now occupationally? How can I use my gifts uh, and lay them down so that the Lord can turn them into something that he desires to use for his glory? And so for me, it was, well, I'm a fitness coach. I know a lot about fitness. I know how to train people and help people through certain struggles on their health journey. And so I started teaching free fitness classes at my church on Saturdays. At the time, I called it Freedom Fitness Elite. And so people would come out, we would pray, I'd put together games and stations and started getting more equipment and more people started coming out. People were coming from the neighborhood, people were bringing friends, folks that didn't go to church, folks that did go to church, and it became a side door ministry. And so for years, I always I just did fit free workouts on the weekends. Um, now, today, I have continued to do more of the free help workouts and what I whatnot but because my company is online a lot of that has taken an online kind of format um and what we're actually getting ready to do now is go back into the field it's just been a, a deep conviction of mine i want to get back into doing the free workouts on the weekends and stuff like that and so we're taking it back there now but ultimately it's at the time i didn't own an online fitness coaching company where we're working with people one-on-one -on -one. i didn't have the 12 week fit for heaven 12 uh transformation program that i have now uh, and so we actually have uh, systems, programs, things in place that can help Christians to place Christ at the center of their health journey. And that gives them clear instruction as to how to get into better shape, how to improve their physical well-being while they're improving their spiritual well-being. Uh, so it's definitely come a long, long way. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And. And I think what makes that all interesting is when we look at just the fitness industry in general, it seems like it's very competitive. Uh, yeah. Even even myself, remember watching TV and seeing like um, Tybo with Billy Blakes, and then we go to like <laughs> hip hop dances, like the next big thing, and then uh -huh. uh, kickboxing is the next big thing, and then weight and um hit uh high intensity interval training is the next big thing and now crossfit's the next big thing and there always seems to be the next big thing and then also not yeah. only is it competitive but then it's also about making money as things are very expensive so what makes uh fit what makes fit different than your normal worldly 
fitness competitive markets? Yeah, well, to be, to be honest, one of the things that I think it's, it starts with the, the, the whole fit for he- fit, fit, fit mentality, faith inspired training, which means Christ centered, spirit driven self discipline. Right. And so the mindset behind this is not that I am searching for better health for myself. Primarily, I'm doing it in honor to the Lord. My body is his temple. My life is not my own. He's bought it with a price. So everything that I have, I'm a steward of, not the owner of. It belongs truly to him. So how I treat it matters, right? My physical well-being impacts the kingdom. It impacts those who are watching me, who I have an influence on. Um, It does. And so now I am pursuing better health out of my spiritual allegiance to the Lord and his purposes and his glory. Um, then under that comes me loving my neighbor as myself. So there's this, there's this horizontal um, focus for, for me taking care of my body. Uh, I want to be able to serve however God calls me to serve. I want to be physically competent to do anything God calls me through his spirit to do. And then I also need to take care of myself because I know that there's an impact there. I'm loving my neighbor as myself. So that all coming together, it starts with the Lord as all things should. Our focus needs to be there first, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for his glory. And then it comes through us. There's, there's, a, there's a focus, there's a benefit to me, which then is the, the portal through which God pours his love onto other people. So yeah. it's a different approach. It's a different way to think about health and fitness, man. It's not just about looking good naked or fitting into those jeans. That Those are byproducts. Great. It's awesome. But for a lot of believers, man, our deep devotion is the Lord. So if we're, if we're connecting it only to, I want to look good or, you know, I want to, I want to feel confident by the pool or whatever it is, a lot of us are going to struggle finding motivation because that doesn't really connect with what actually matters the most to us, especially if you got a family, I'm a married man. Like I really just don't care about having a six pack, you know, like <laughs> I'm okay with not having a six pack. But I do need to be a healthy person because I need to be an example for my children. I want to serve the Lord. I, you know what I mean? Like there's there's some things there that do matter to me. And that's why I struggle with, you know, the workouts. And I, and I, I, I consistently eat well. Um, I make the sacrifices to take care of my body because I know that they affect him. They affect the kingdom and they affect the people around me. Yeah. And, and I think that's great. Uh, just that mindset because I I, I I agree with you 100%. If your goal is to fit in that pair of jeans or to have a, you know, a bikini body by summer. Yeah. And these are the things. Well, then, especially the whole, you know, bikini by summer. Let's say you get there. Summer's over. Then what are you doing? Back you're, to square you're, one. You're, you're back to square one. And then you go back to. And, then, and as you get older. Sometimes it gets a little bit harder or sometimes, or you get to the point where you just don't care anymore. You don't care. Like, eh, yeah. I'm just comfortable with my skin. I am. I don't care if I'm overweight or not. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I just don't care. Um, yeah. And you said something earlier in this uh, interview that you had this vision, you know, people being healed through fitness and we could talk about physical healing. We could talk about the psychological healing. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also a spiritual healing that comes with that. And I think that idea of what is our true purpose as those who are created in Christ gives us that motivation to kind of do it for the glory of God. Like you said, our bodies is, you know, our bodies His is temple. the temple. 
is a temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing that, you know, we talk about weight loss and fitness being highly competitive, high money, but there always seems to be a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> there always seems to be a gimmick. Like I was on TikTok, like yesterday I was on TikTok and I'm scrolling through and I saw this ad for Colin Boom, which is a weird name. And That I'm sounds like a bad day. It does. It does sound like a bad thing. But I went through the. So I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about. So I, I was curious, like, what is this? So I looked at it, and I filled out like the little survey, and it goes, okay, you know, what, what other health issues do you have? How much weight do you like to use? So I was honest. I said, you know, I'd like to get down to about 185 from where I'm at now. And then they gave me this plan. Of course, I have to buy their product. Of course. But they said that you know I needed to work out an hour a day. Every day, work out an hour a day. And then I need to take this colon boom stuff and I needed to have eight bowel movements in a week. And apparently I was going to get to my weight from August to October. I was going to hit my goal by, yeah, from August to October. I'm like, man, am I just like, like, am I just blowing my fat Are out you of just, the end of my that, body? Like, what is going on? It's not fat at all. It's just, yeah, excrement. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, why? Is, like, and they get, oh, yeah, we swear it works. So there's always like a gimmick. Um, so what is the key to effective weight loss? And how does spirituality play into that? Well, spirituality plays into it through... One, it's your purpose and your reasoning. It has a lot to do with that. So that's the foundation, right? Like whatever your goal is, if it doesn't have a good reason, you're probably not going to reach the goal. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. If your goal sucks, then you're not going to find the motivation. You won't be disciplined with it. You won't stick with it very long and it's going to get hard. And when it does, if your reasoning isn't strong enough, you're going to be like, eh, <laughs> I'm out. You know, so this is where a lot of folks are on and off the wagon. So that it's a part of the foundation. Spirituality comes into play when it comes to dealing with some of the, the psychological um, and maybe even spiritual battles that you're facing on your journey. Um, I work with a lot of weight loss clients and there's, there's, that, that's not just a eat well and work out thing. That's a, you got to deal with some of the way that the way that you think about yourself, about life, right? Like there, there's some identity stuff there. Like we need the Lord Jesus to heal us in those areas and to work with us in those areas. We need the word of God to wash over us and to help us to really filter through our own belief systems and limiting beliefs and thought processes and stuff like that. So there's a couple of different ways that spirituality plays into this. And again, that's, that's the foundational piece where it's our, it's in our reasoning and then it's in the process of overcoming and healing when it comes to the mental and spiritual side of achieving a, a, a health goal. Um, now, the, the way to do this the right way when it comes to fat loss is by approaching it on a very personal level. This is why a lot of programs don't work. And I, I attribute a lot of these programs to the block, the shape blocks that kids have, where it's got the different shapes on different sides and you take the block and you match the shape to the hole. And for a lot of us, we are our own very unique shape, but we're trying to fit ourselves into the star or the triangle, right? It's these concepts are, you know, these, these, these programs, these diets are developed off of a concept. And then you are then called to fit and mold yourself into that concept. Again, another reason why people can't stick with things long-term, they're not sustainable because what the, the concept, the, the, the strategy uh, is calling you to do isn't really in line with your 
preferences. It isn't really in line with what you're capable of long-term, right? And so for me as a coach, my job is to teach people sustainable methods, which I find, I, I have found that sustainability is really that sweet spot between structure and freedom. You need to be able to live your life. You need to be able to be flexible. You have to approach fat loss in such a way that it allows you to have life happen because <laughs> it's not going anywhere just because you have a fat loss goal. So how can we, we don't, we don't, I mean, really, we don't need to eliminate carbs. We don't need to eliminate fats. We don't need to track every single macro. Like that's not what it takes to lose fat and to reach a goal. What, what is required for us to, to, to lose weight and to, to reach that, that, that fat loss goal is yeah, movement. If you're not moving, you got to move a little bit more and you need to eat strategically, eat for your body, right? Um, get clear on maybe how many calories you should be eating for your body and spend some time learning how, like how you need to put together your meals in order to make that happen. But all in all, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of specific. I'm, I'm, I see myself going that way. Uh, but, but all in all, um, what it, what it really does require is a personalized approach because really like it's your life and you have to be able to navigate life, um, as, as it happens. And I will add to this that when you're trying to implement a lifestyle, I think people say life gets in the way, right? You ever heard that life, mm-hmm. life got in the way. Well, we, if without life, there, there's really no need for a lifestyle, right? Like a lifestyle, I think when we say lifestyle, we're thinking a program, <laughs> but a lifestyle means a style of living, right? So like, no matter what's, if I, if I have a, my style of dress, right? The way that I dress, that's a style, no matter what's going on, I still put on clothes, right? So all in all, our style, the way that we go about some doing something, that our approach to something, it needs, you know, for especially when it comes to lifestyle, it needs we need life. We need we need that to to be occurring and happening. And all we are saying then is no matter what, this is my my approach to life is going to be one that glorifies God and is healthy for me. And um I think that's that's where we get to the truest the truest like um, answer to the problem of how do I lose weight? How do I get into better shape is you change the way that you're thinking about life. You change your approach to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's all good stuff. I think that is fantastic. And you brought a lot of great insight and wisdom to that, that I think a lot of people don't really think through, at least I know for myself, I haven't thought through a lot of that. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff, Matt. I think that's great. Um, kind of hitting kind of an earlier point talking about how it seemed like there's always like one big like weight loss solution that always gets blown into your face whether it's atkins or crossfit or whatever uh with the creation of social media it seems like now there's so much information out there and a lot of people can get lost so as far as when it comes to fitness and recreation ministry, how has social media been a help or a hindrance to educate people and kind of getting people to participate in fitness? Yeah, it's been a help because it does give me a platform to educate people and to encourage people in, in the correct way to approach health and fat loss. 
At the same time, it creates a lot of a need for damage control to be done. Like when people are joining my program, we the first phase is metabolic restoration. So we're a lot of times having people eat gradually more to increase their metabolic set point. And that is terrifying to people because they've been told for so long, eat less, do more. That's the only way to lose weight. Eat less, eat less, eat less. So a lot of folks we have joining the program are terrified to eat. They're scared of carbs. They don't want, you know what I mean? Like they don't want, like they think that those things lead to fat because everybody's told them to eliminate those things if they want to lose it. Um, so it, it does, it does make my job harder, but I guess that's the way that I used to see it. Now I just kind of see that as my job. It's not just, you know what I mean? It's not just giving them the program. It's not just making things clear to them. It's also helping them to work through some of the nonsense that they've picked up through the industry. It's showing them that it's not you that's really been the problem. It's all the crap you've been taught. Um, it's not really your fault. It's just that you've, you've been at plenty. Because a lot of folks, man, if the information that they were given was correct, they would be where they're at because... They actually did try. They actually did put in the effort. I mean, you got people out there doing keto and I'm like, that's fine for some folks. If you got epilepsy or something like that, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's medically, there's a, there's a place for keto, the ketogenic diet, but the majority of people doing keto are only doing it because they think it's the quickest way to lose weight. Mm-hmm. They see other, other people doing it. But if we look at the statistics of how many people did not succeed on it, right? So we, we we just got to like we've got to get back to a point where we 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 uh, we are seeing things um, for for what they really are and how realistic they actually are. And so I think when it comes to uh, social media, when it comes to the internet, it's given me the ability to, to kind of highlight things that I'm saying here. Like, hey man, like stop just doing stuff just because it seems like it's the fastest way to do it because. It didn't work if you're not where you want to be and you did it three years ago and you keep having to do the same thing or you're, you know what I mean? Like, no, that worked for me. I'm going to try that again. If it worked for you, you wouldn't have to do it again, right? It didn't actually work. It just got you to lose weight. That's not making, that's not it working. That's just getting you to lose weight, not keeping it off. So I'm able to highlight things like that and, and show people and hold up a mirror and say, do you, do you realize what you're doing? Like you're on a vicious cycle that the name changes, but ultimately it's the same all or nothing thing right so i'm able to do that but at the same time i'm 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 at war with the nonsense that is out there because you do have a lot of fitness gurus and whatnot that they are telling folks what they want to hear people know like these folks know that most folks that are struggling with their weight have an all or nothing mentality towards health and fitness i want the weight gone yesterday i'm willing to do whatever it takes to get it done or get it gone for the next three months right whatever it takes (laughs) right i will go all in 100%, 100%, no treat, treat meals, no, no nothing. I will do it all to the T, burn myself out, probably fall off the wagon, gain that weight back, and then be back at this next year. They know that people want to do that. They know people want, they have an Amazon Prime mentality, right? I want it gone yesterday. So let me give you something that is like really cut and dry and very straight to the point and just do this and you're going to get to your goal. And people are eating it up. So I have to battle that, man. Um, but I'm willing to do that because I'm tired of seeing people struggle on this weight loss roller coaster that they've been on, man. It's messing with people's minds. It's, it's a hindrance to the church. I believe for the many people that are struggling with their weight, struggling on their health journey. Um, and I want to see people win, man. I want to see people break through. Yeah. And you, you bring up a good point at the beginning of that with the whole, um, Oh, what was it called? The metabolic metabolic restoration, metabolic yeah. restoration. 
I come from a long line in my family history of emotional eaters. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times they just eat all the time. So then when they're trying to lose weight, they don't eat or they yeah. eat very few. Like my mom literally, because she, she, I mean, both me and my mom are different because we kind of broke that cycle, but okay. like both of us, maybe we have a coffee in the morning, maybe we skip lunch and then we eat dinner. Yeah. And yet we we and yet we don't see results. So when my mom went to go get some help to try to, and they said, "Okay, you need to eat more," she's like, "What? <laughs> like, uh, are you no. kidding me? Like, no?" <laughs> and I think, uh, but I think that's a great because there's that fear there because of what we've been taught. But especially on the side from a mental health perspective, I've seen just the egregious of people eating food, eating food, eating food to kind of cover up pain within yeah. their own emotional lives. So the idea, it's like, well, me eating more means I'm going back to that. And I don't want to go that because I see how destructive that is. So I believe right. there is that battle. Um, and then it doesn't help when you have a, a megaphone that is social media, just constantly ringing out, do this, do that. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree with you a hundred percent. As we are wrapping up our time together, is there any like parting words or words of wisdom you'd like to get, um, get, give to somebody to kind of help them with them thinking about their weight loss journey? Yeah. I mean, I stress this a lot. Um, and that is to really start working on how you see you because I've done this. I've worked with hundreds of people, probably thousands at this point. I've talked to thousands about their health journeys. I've worked one-on-one -on -one with hundreds of people, helped hundreds of people. Um, and I've seen the differences in folks. And I'm not one to generalize or to categorize people in such a way, but there's typically two types of folks when it comes to weight loss. There's the folks that see themselves as the person that they've been for the past 5, 10, 20 years or their whole life right which is if you've always struggled with weight that's just kind of you know you tend to see yourself that way and there's people who see themselves as a person as the, that they're trying to become you really get to see the difference when hardship pops up when things go wrong when hard things happen right somebody who sees themselves as the person that they're trying to become and has committed to that vision when things go wrong it could be a loss in the family it could be a job switch it could be a schedule change they work through it right Somebody who sees themselves as the person that they've been and believes that that's kind of true, that's truly who they are in the back of their mind when things go wrong, when life gets hard, same things happen that the other person is experiencing. No different, no worse. It's the same stuff. They fall off the wagon. Oh, it's time to quit. Another reason to stop. Stop again. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. I can't do this right now. This is not the time. Right. And so when you get real about how you see yourself, that will change things for you. I think we're trying to, to we're looking at a, a tree that's truly rotten at the root and we're just picking off the rotten apples and saying, okay, if I pick, if I, if I clean this up, the tree will look good again and I'll be fine. But really we have to get to the root. What's the origin of why you are where you are. Stop. The, the diet's not going to change the way that you see yourself. The diet's not going to change. It's not going to help you heal in the way that you need to heal. It's not, I mean, if you were told that, you're too fat to roller skate or whatever it is. Like I've heard some crazy stuff. I'm giving you that to sound like a very specific mm -hmm. thing, but I've heard things where people from a very small age, women, especially, you know, put on diets at 11 years old and, and doing weight watchers at 14 and, and whatnot. Right. So 
if you if you don't deal with that, there's no diet, there's no program that's going to help you really change that about you. If it's just focus on don't eat fats, don't eat carbs, do this, you know, work out, you know, four hours, <laughs> you know, a, a, a day, whatever it is, whatever crazy thing is out there. That's you have to deal with that. That's why I have chosen to place Christ at the center of my programs because people need to deal with that stuff. And it's the Lord. I can't do that. I'm I'm just a man. I need the spirit of the Lord to be working with people that I'm working with because they need more than me. They need more than my workout program. They need more than my nutritional advice and my expertise. They need Jesus to be doing something on the inside of them where I can't see and where I can't reach because of my nature as a human being so that I and the Lord are working together to watch this person break through and and experience a new level of freedom and wholeness, right? We have to be approaching it. That's why you have to place Christ at the center of your health journey because really, truly, honestly, if you've been struggling with your weight for a long time, you're not just struggling with knowing what to do. Most folks know what healthy food is. Most folks know they should be exercising a few times throughout the week for at least, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, right? Most folks know that. Why can't I do it? Why can't I find motivation? Why do I keep self-sabotaging? Why am I binging? Why am I not doing this? Because there's something going on on a deeper level in the inner man that you haven't dealt with. And you're thinking that the next program is going to fix it. And that's, that's, that's the flesh talking. The spirit of God knows where we really struggle. And if you don't open that up to him, you're going to continue to struggle. So that would be my encouragement if you're listening to this. Um, if you're some, if you're somebody who's struggling with it yourself, if you're somebody who's talking to somebody who knows somebody who's struggling with it, we got to get, we got to get to the root of identity. We got to get to the root of how do we, how do I see myself? Because th- from that, you're going to make your decisions. From that, you're going to see, you're going to see that manifest in your life in various different ways, not just on your health journey either. It's impacting more than you realize. Yeah, good stuff, Matt. And thank you for much for that word of advice. And thank you for being on the show. I think we've had a really great conversation. I think this uh, information is going to help a lot of people really think about fitness and their own weight loss journey as well. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah. And then also, where can people find you at as far as socials, uh, website? Can you give us all that information? Yeah. So on TikTok, it's at Matt G fit um on instagram it's at matt g fit underscore <laughs> um the fit for heaven program we uh run rounds of this every so often and so if you want to learn more about the fit for heaven 12-week transformation program you can go to getfitforheaven.com and you can learn more about that and myself and jessica reed who i work with she's a registered dietitian that i work with on the program um and then we've got the facebook group forever fat loss for christians on facebook So come check us out in any of those areas, man. Let's get going. All right. Well, Matt, again, thank you so much for this uh, conversation. And I wish you well on all the great things you're doing within the fitness world. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. The CSRM Podcast is a production of CSRM and their production house, Overwhelming Victory. Dr. Greg Linville is the executive producer, and Scott Stedman is the associate producer and editor. To learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of the podcast network, Overwhelming Victory Radio. 
For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV Radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.